Welcome to the Kingdom Educators Podcast, where we empower Christian teachers to grab a hold of heaven's hope-filled perspective so you can activate transformational impact in your classroom and community. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to wake up to your strategic placement as a Kingdom Educator, anointed by the Creator and equipped by all of heaven to release the radical goodness of God that will transform lives and reshape education. to be here today with Andrea Branham, and she is a kindergarten teacher in Southern California. Welcome, Andrea, to the show. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy it is to be here. Yes. You know how most of us, we feel like we've been called to the world of education, or it's been on our hearts since we were a little kid, or we watched grandma, grandpa, teacher, mom and dad. And Andrea and I just found out that both of us stepped into the world of education, not because it was our first choice. (laughs) And sometimes those are the coolest God stories to share. So I'm going to have Andrea share with us a little bit about how she got into education. But Andrea, would you also share with us how Jesus became like your co-teacher and your director and how he's just led you along this path into education and where you're at today? Absolutely. I have loved the medical field since I was a little girl and just assumed I would do something, whether it be nursing and As I was taking college classes, I thought becoming a physician's assistant sounded pretty cool. That was before I was saved. Um, I had been going to church, actually. I was seeking for two years, and then the Holy Spirit saved me in 1996. I joined my first Bible study, and um, the wiser, older, godly women and leaders were just encouraging me to pray the right prayers to ask God what he wanted me to do with my life. They were seeing things in me that I couldn't see in myself. Yeah. My love for children, how I would light up when I would talk about my little sisters. And, you know, there wasn't much joy coming from talking about the hard (laughs) classes I was struggling through. So through that process of seeking the Lord and praying and he just revealed in such beautiful ways that I need to work with kids. And um, I was able to sign up for a full load of early childhood education classes and become a preschool teacher after that first semester. And the rest is history. And I just knew that God called me in to do that. I love that reminder about the multi-generational church, that they're sometimes the ones that call us up or like mother and father us. And we get to do that in the schools in a way too, like calling kids up into what God sees in them as we hear his voice for them. And that those sweet moms in the faith were calling out, wait, Andrea, what does God say what you should be? And it's very much like he's got these purposes and plans over our life that are so much bigger than us, that they're going to impact possibly thousands and thousands of people and us choosing him. It just multiplies the impact we have. It's powerful. Absolutely. So Jesus was there with me. He became my co-teacher. I was blessed to teach at a private Christian preschool, um, which was, you know, so beautiful and, you know, surrounded with scripture and being able to teach God's word. As I progressed in school and became credentialed and started teaching in the school district in 2005, 
you know, I had always heard the separation of church and state. And, but I also heard my pastor say, you don't want to be an undercover Christian. And so that was just my prayer. Like, I don't, I want to shine for you, Lord, and whatever capacity, whether it's loving the ones that are hard to love, praying for my students. So since the beginning, Jesus was there as my co-director, but really my ultimate director. Um, But the more I yielded to him and sought him and even grew in my walk, I think the bolder I became in my faith. And I was able to lead a staff Bible study after school. Oh, wow. That was around 2008, I want to say. And so that just kind of opened doors for people to know I was the Christian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And people would come to me and pour out their hearts. It was just so beautiful what God did. That's, that's how it started. That's so neat. So we've connected a little bit about this neat story you have around the good news club. And I know that it started a while back and now it's almost like you're on a new phase of this piece, but I'd love to hear more. You've talked a little bit about how we are, you started out this whole like separation of church and state, which many of us feel that pressure. It's got to be PC. We've got to be above board. And like, where did that shift happen and how did Good News Club get started? Tell us that story. It's a really good one. Oh, it's such a good story. <laughs> so in 2015, I had a precious student in my class. Her mom was a Christian. We just connected and I think we ended up praying at parent-teacher oh, wow. conferences. So cool. He approached me and asked if I had heard about Good News Club and I, I had heard about it. I think someone at church mentioned it, but I didn't think anything of it. I just knew it was an after-school Bible club, mm-hmm. and she asked if I would help her start one at our school. And I said, well, I'm happy to let you use my classroom, but I I cannot be a part of it. I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm employed mm-hmm. by, you know, the government, and that's just something that I can't do, but I'm happy to pray for you and support you. So right away, like, that was my knee-jerk response because of just just the misconceptions Mm -hmm. and and not really understanding my rights Mm -hmm. and shortly after it was 2016 it was a few months later the Facebook algorithm got it right because I saw an ad pop up for Christian educators uh, a gathering for local Christian educators in Orange County area so that was it was only like 45 minutes away I'm like ah Oh my gosh, this sounded amazing. Yeah, because we often feel alone. So it's like gathering with other yes, believers in my so area. Publics, other believers <laughs> that are public school educators. Yeah. And lo and behold, I was amazed walking into that room. It was over a hundred wow. people there. There were there were principals, there was a superintendent, there was oh a goodness. custodian. Aww. So it was just beautiful to be in this family that I didn't even, I mean, yes, you know, there was other believers Mm -hmm. teaching, but you just, I don't know. You feel like you're in it alone for some reason until you're all in community. And it was the first time I learned about Christian educators association. And it was through this dinner that I, they held a little workshop session beforehand on talking about our rights. And I specifically asked the question, can I, as you know, an employee Mm -hmm. of that school be allowed to teach or help teach this good news club. And it was 100% allowed. Yeah. 
Which uh, that is like I new news be... for people here probably oh, that might be listening right huge. now even. And I just want to quick plug, David Schmoose from Christian Educators is going to be doing a session for the podcast, sharing specifically the rights that Andrea is referring to. And so if you need to scroll to find that episode, please do, because when you find out your rights, you'll feel confident and more empowered to do the thing that God's calling you to, like Andrea sharing with us. So just quick plug. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, and I wrote it in my Bible that day, faithfully pray and courageously obey. And and I called my friend that next day and I said, let's do it. And we, oh, I forgot to mention there was a good news club representative. There was a table there at that dinner. It's called the lift dinner. And I was able to talk with her. She connected me to the right people. And that was around March okay. of 2016. And it was the process to get paperwork going and that's how we started, but we jumped in and we had to get approval from our principal and she approved and we found some volunteers and actually some, a couple other believers, teachers from that school that jumped in as well. There's more to this story and it's like, there was only six weeks left of school and you didn't know if you should start that year or just wait for the next year, but there was like perfect timing. Will you share that part with us? Oh, that's right, Jessica. So um, by the time all the paperwork was said and done and the district approved everything and all, you know, all the insurance went through, we did. We had six weeks left of school. We really debated. It was I went to the coordinator and said, is it silly for us to start right. with such a short time? And she said, you can wait till September now that we have the process done. And something was just nagging at us to to start, you know, because we were like, who's even going to come? It's testing. It's end of the year. Everyone's just done. Mm -hmm. We all, you know, I'm tired too. <laughs> but, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that was just nagging at us. Yeah. You know, it. you need to start. So we, we went ahead and made plans to start. And all the kids had to have permission slips, right? There was something. Yes, that's, that's okay. key. Not anybody, not just any um, student can show okay. up. They have to have a signed parent permission slip. So we had been receiving them and we were up to like 20. And my prayer was, Lord, just fill all my chairs in my classroom. It was going to be held in my classroom. Yeah. So we were hoping for 28 kids that day. So like, okay, for sure we'll get 28. Lord, you're so good. That first day, we had 75 kids show up with <laughs> so, most of them with their parents because they wanted to come and see what was happening, yeah. brought the permission slips. Um, I'll never forget my principal also, also coming by the class and saying, I think this is against fire code, but this is a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see about getting you the multi-purpose room, you know, the big multi-usage yeah. room. So that's the story of our first session, we had 75 kids and so excited to be there and sing worship to the Lord and yeah. learn. Our first um, unit was on Joshua oh, and just so beautiful. And we had, um, well, I was going to share about one particular little boy who was um, so um, exuberant and boisterous. He was a second grader. I was a second grade teacher at the time. So he was in one of my classes. And you were teaching in a bilingual school. I, I think we forgot yes, to mention that. Spanish immersion. Yeah. Spanish immersion school. So he, his father was a pastor okay. at one of our local churches and 
anyway, so it was just natural in him. He loved talking about Jesus. He would approach our principal and ask her if she knew Mm -hmm. Jesus. And, but the joy that he got from being a part of good news club and he would invite others to good news club. And it was just beautiful. So this family, the week before school was out, um, they went on a mission trip to Mexico, like they usually did yearly. And there was a tragic accident and Xander passed away. And it was a devastating shock to all of yeah. us, to our school, to our community. Yeah. But the Lord was so kind in having have provided this place, mm-hmm. um, this safe, beautiful place of being able to freely talk about Jesus and and share the comfort that he brings. And this is all at a public school. I mean, yeah. people would come to us and even st- I, we called a prayer gathering, a huge, massive prayer gathering in our multi-purpose room with parents, with families, with kids. Oh it goodness. was just anybody to come. Wow. We saw right then why God was urging us, urging mm-hmm. us to start mm-hmm. with only six weeks left of school. You're preparing the space and the ground for this growth yeah, to happen and connection yeah. in your community. And just the place for us to mourn, but at the same time, remember Xander and his love for Jesus and to know where he is and to mourn with hope. Yeah. And your principal, you said she got to speak at the funeral. She did. And she shared that story. She shared. That's why I'm sharing it with you. She shared. She said, I'll never forget when he ran up to me and tugged out my shirt and said, Miss Nelson, do you know (laughs) Jesus? I just need to make sure you know Jesus. Um, And that's just the kind of boy he was. And I just, I want to honor him and honor his, his family because they, through all this have also been pointing to Christ through this just devastating loss. So then the good news club continued and it'd been going on for up until COVID, right? Is that? Yeah. So we, we grew, we moved, we quickly were able to move (laughs) to the multi-purpose room. We grew to 120 students, kindergarten through fifth grade. We had enough volunteers to where we could separate into different classrooms, you know, take the littles, take the kinders in the first, you know, to one room. And, you know, we were able to, over those years, build up even Mm -hmm. student leaders that helped lead worship or Bible memory verse. But it became probably one of the most precious and treasured, I think, things that I've ever, that God's allowed me to be a part of. In fact, I was moved schools in Mm -hmm. 2019 and I couldn't stop doing good <laughs> news club. So I would commute every Wednesday and, and go help teach good news club up until right up until yeah, March. Yeah. Thank you. However, I do have to say thanks to zoom, we were doing good news club on zoom. That is so end great. The year. We finished the year with, well, you know, of course it was hit or miss with right. how many kids came, but uh, the whole family was there to hear what we were doing (laughs) so the good news club finished off the year even through COVID and we finished on zoom I love how you said earlier too Andrea I think it's just a reminder to us when we think about again impact Lord what career do you want for me and how are you going to impact and just knowing that like you know whether it was on zoom and there's more families hearing the good news of the gospel but remembering that a lot of these kids might never go to church and so where they hear the gospel is at school That's so neat. 
and you knowing what your rights are provides that opportunity. And then people can go from there and like hearing the gospel, responding to Jesus and possibly being a part of a faith community in a local church in the area. But it all starts right there. And it's so amazing how God connected all these pieces for that first school that you are at. Now, where things at right now? Because I know you've been there. It's been five years. This is my fifth year. Yes. At my new school. Um, It's a much smaller school. So just to give you context, the last school was eight to 900 students. And then the new school I'm at, I think now after five years, we're up to almost 300, but we were at like, you know, 120, Mm -hmm. very small. So we actually started a new Spanish immersion program in our district. And I was asked to help with that. And so we're building this new school, this new community. So it's been the prayer of my heart to one day, Lord, we have yeah. to have the news club here. How are we going to make this happen? And obviously the COVID years mm-hmm. were weird and we just left it alone. I never stopped praying though. Um, and last year we need, we grew so much. We needed a third okay. kindergarten teacher. So in God's beautiful providence, he brought to us with maybe a little coaxing <laughs> from me. My dear friend, Monica, who was okay. that mom, oh, now a teacher, that mom so that in 2015 said, do you know about Good News Club? <laughs> anyway, she's now teaching there with me and okay. it's her and I together. Last year, we approached our principal and we said we would love to bring Good News Club to our school. And she said, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying not yet. And we, you know, want to be respectful and we value mm-hmm. her leadership and, and our relationship with her as well. And, and we just kept praying and trusting that God would give us the right time. We also helped some moms get moms in prayer. That's another beautiful yeah. organization. So moms in prayer got started okay. last year. And so we decided, okay, let's let the moms in prayer group get started. Let them be faithfully praying Um, about when to start Good News Club and God opened doors for us to talk with our principal again. Just Mm -hmm. last month, the doors were open and we felt the leading of the Holy Spirit to say, you know, yes, you need to talk with her. And she's, it was no questions asked. She said, yep, that sounds great. It almost left us just speechless. (laughs) Because I think of what she told us last year, we knew she was Mm -hmm. a little hesitant, but she was, it was a different response. And anyway, February 7th is our launch for our Good News Club, and it'll be in my classroom again. So good. And I'm excited (laughs) to hear what happens, Andrea, like moving forward, what God's going to do. And just remember even last time you're like, just 28 kids, Lord, I just want to fill up my room. And then there's 70 something that show up. And even with lower numbers in a school, we have no idea like what he has in store. Right. I love that idea about, yeah, get the moms in prayer started. And then you've been praying even with not being able to hold school as normal for some time during the COVID time. And especially, you know, in California, and it's also just knowing too, that prayer lays the groundwork. And I just want to encourage anyone listening today is like, when we pray, our prayers matter in the courts of heaven, and it does shift things. Even if we don't see stuff happening, I just believe God's even doing something inside of us. So when we commit that time to him in asking for his wisdom and then his perfect timing, 
because he sees the spectrum so much bigger than we do like sometimes we're so I only have this much time and he's like I got the span of the whole world and I know how I'm aligned all these different people even that mom that ended up getting your certification that's now gonna teach teaching with you and it's just we have no idea it's just so cool really really neat it's amazing and and when we get to that point of just praying and trusting and there's so much freedom and okay we just wait you know there's freedom and it removes I just sensed a difference in my heart this year like it removed the sense of I have to get Mm. this going I have to get this done but no I need to lean into the Lord and and have him this is his club that's what we always say this is God's club we get to be a part of it and we just need to listen and obey and and be patient and wait. I was asking the Lord yesterday about like, what's my verse for the year? And I came to um, Psalms 37, 7b, which is all my fountains are found in you. And just knowing that we connected like John 15 to the vine, all of our sustenance and our direction comes from him and that he's the source of light and life, like his river of the Holy Spirit flowing mm-hmm. through us. And that when we're in step with him, it's like so life-giving, just the place we mm-hmm. want to be. <laughs> That's so good. I know some people even here in Wichita who have been interested in leading something or want to know more about what it would be like to grab a hold of something like Good News Club. Is it a full curriculum? Like what all is included in that and how would they get a hold of it? So it is Good News Club is under Child Evangelism Fellowship, um, which is an international okay. uh, ministry. I think you can go to CEF online because they even have a, if you're a middle school teacher, they have what's called a JYC club. So that's for middle schoolers and elementary is called good news club, but yes. And they, there are state coordinators. In fact, I connected with someone from Kentucky who I'm mentoring right now and helped her get a a, a good news club started this year. And she got connected with her state director And they help with the whole process of all the paperwork that has to be submitted to the district. But yes, they provide the curriculum and that's what we are to teach. You know, there's freedom here and there with, you know, with verses, with worship songs, but the core of the curriculum is followed by what's provided. That's good to know. Yeah. And I will put that in the show notes too for listeners. So that if you want to click the link and stick it in there for you. Yeah, before we close today, Andrea, is there anything else that you would leave with teachers just as they, they're geared up <laughs> for 2024, <laughs> just in terms of expecting great things and in, in terms of teaching with God? Yeah, I mean, just knowing that he is the one leading, we, we just get to join in and there's so much joy to see how he uses us, whether it's to speak truth and life into our students or see things they don't see in themselves or praying with colleagues, but just being obedient. I know many times there's that nudge of, you know, you need to pray with this person and you say, I'll pray for you, but we want to pray with them right now. So through Christian educators, I've learned the five beautiful words. Can we pray right now? And that has been, we've, I've prayed with the custodian. I've prayed with the principal, with co-teachers. It's like, beautiful to be able to minister in that way. So maybe that's something they can just run with right now is can we pray right now instead of saying I'll pray for you. And just seeing being 
available and being willing to see what God has in store and not being afraid to Mm -hmm. shine your light and um, be that ambassador that we're called to be. Oh, that's good, Andrea. Thank you so much for your time today. I am grateful and I'm just excited to hear what ends up happening with your new Good News Club. So excited. I will keep you posted and be praying, please, for February 7th. Okay, I will be doing that. Thank you, Jessica. God bless you. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please visit kingdomeducators.com to receive your Kingdom Educator Daily Truth Declarations, my encouraging newsletter, and be the first to know about my newest resources online and in-person events. And be sure to find me on the socials at kingdom.educators. Until next time, don't forget you are a history maker and what you do every day is transforming lives.